Hello, just a quick bit before this week's episode to let you know that we have a Patreon you can subscribe to if you like what we're doing here and you want more of it. You probably already knew that. We don't stop going on about it. What you didn't know is that you can currently get a little free trial so you know exactly what you'd get as part of your subscription. You can head to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in the show notes to get your first seven days free. All you need to do is pick which tier you'd like a free trial of. The Biggest Mates tier is the one that has all the extras in it. And then for seven days, you are free to listen to any episode we've released in the last six months. You can cancel any time or just leave the subscription rolling if you like what you find. It's charged monthly. And during any month, as part of that Biggest Mates tier, you'll get ad-free episodes of this show every Monday. You'll get a brand new episode of our new Manic Street Preacher show every month. Two episodes every month of The Ultimate Playlist, our themed playlist show, where we talk about all kinds of different music, different artists, different genres, different eras, and one or two bonus episodes every month, depending on the length of the month. That's two episodes every week. There's also other tiers to trial. One that is just the Manic Show and ad-free What Is Music episodes, and another that is just ad-free What Is Music episodes. But hey, if the first seven days are free, why not try a bit of everything? Plus, all tiers include access to the exclusive subscriber-only Discord where we discuss the shows, the bands we've covered, various music topics, and loads of other stuff, including some games that the friendly community have devised themselves. So head on over to our Patreon page now to claim your free seven-day trial. Go to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in our show notes. See you there. Hello. Welcome to What Is Music, a music podcast about music. We are a podcast that focuses on discographies in their entirety, doing deep dives on one artist at a time. And you join us betwixt seasons. Thank you. As we, as we look back on all the times that we've gone through entire careers, album by album, track by track, and asking questions like, does contents matter when you're listening to music? Does knowing the history of an artist affect your appreciation of their output? And the various questions we've asked across various seasons. I'm Adam Scott Glasspool, big music nerd, uh, less of a music nerd, Lucas Way. Big nerd, though. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm a cool guy, actually. And of course, also with us in the middle of that somewhere, Steve Murphy. I'm a, a cool guy as, as well. Now, Steve. Oh, Steve. Yeah. Steve. Yeah, Steve. Steve, Steve, Steve. Yeah, yeah. While Lucas is distracted by his phone. Yeah. It's another, another classic memory is when I call yeah. Lucas out for being on his phone. Yeah. Uh, do you remember when the boys were back in town? <laughs> Wait, actually, Let, Lucas, could you just leave the room for a second? Just so take your headphones off, mate. Luke, let's yeah, let's yeah, remember yeah. when the boys were back in town. I'll just get back on my phone then, I guess. I'll just get back on my phone. Oh, that's much better, isn't it? It's like when you use an actual microphone and not your in-ear headphones, then it actually looks like you get a proper waveform. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a lot less than usual. That's weird. That's this is going to be a weirder... Uh... Vibe. I'm turning my microphone up a little bit. That's too much. There you go. Is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Too much. Like, the, the, right. The joke's going to be here that like everyone thinks we're doing a bit where we get in like I don't know, massive Jake or like teensy <laughs> Beryl, um, to do like the guest guest spot. Hello. <laughs> oh, is that oh, teensy Beryl? Teensy Beryl. <laughs> She's back. Yeah, that's the thing. Is yeah, we've started a couple of episodes with. Oh, Lucas isn't here for this episode. Yeah. But Lucas isn't here for this episode. He's not, no. He's, what's he doing? He's recording his uh, first episode with Craig Haver of Handsome Men with Good Opinions. Yeah. Yeah. He'll, uh, I'm so sure it's going to be a different in. vibe. Lucas, I'll tell, tell you what, Steve. Go on. 
When the cats are away... When the cats are away... We're going to have a great time. The mates, who are also mice, will have yeah. some times without mace. cats. <laughs> yes, mace. When the mace... We're big mace. <laughs> hashtag big mice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's the, get that trending. You know, We've known each other a long time. This is going to be fine. It's really awkward, the boy, actually. The boys are back in town. <laughs> I, thought <laughs> it was... I thought it was... Look at... There you go. A lot of people have probably switched off now. <laughs> is that a good first clip to play? I don't know if that was any good. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know how that came across. Like you know, you know, straight off the back. But you know, uh, what what we do here is obviously very in depth discussion about music. Uh, we take artists one at a time and go through their entire career, album by album, track by track. I don't know if you heard me about you know five minutes ago. Um, it quite in depth, isn't it? And we've gotten more in depth uh, as we go. Um, Lots of incredible insights into music, like my expert critique of the greatest hits of Lighthouse Family. Let's hear mm-hmm. all of the insightful things I had to say about that. What, what a load of fucking shit. What a load of oh, that's really fucking cool. shit. What a <laughs> fucking shit song. What a horrible load of fucking shit, Lucas. Okay, Ocean Drive. Same fucking shit again, innit? I think it's a load of old fucking shit, Steve. <laughs> that is horrible. So this greatest hits is uh, <laughs> making me lose the will to live. <laughs> and that's why you like it. Once again, proving yourself to be an absolute fucking pleb. And that's where the album ends. Uh, yeah. Absolute oh. shit from start to finish. What a load of old fucking shit. Now it's it's interesting, isn't it? That in that I say this greatest hit is making me lose the will to live, because that's very much the vibe of today's episode. We're yeah, yeah, yeah. greatest yeah. hits volume two, as you also yeah. lose the will to live, and we look back on some of the, I guess, highlights of our podcast of the oh. last. Sort of three are we going to do lowlights like we do on albums? Yes, as well? we do lowlights. And then, well. are we at yeah. the end of this? Are we going to rate our own podcast out of ten? Yeah, well, what a load of should. old fucking shit. Well, I think we're all going to have to. I think we're all going to give it. The, we're all going to give it the, the meme score, aren't we? Six, six out of ten. ten. Six, six out of ten. ten. One of our greatest bits when I'm having movie Sean Moore born to run. Uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> these these clips, these little excerpts, uh, have mostly been picked by our listeners. Uh, our subscribers over on Patreon, in fact, helped us out a great deal with this. Thank you very much. Thank for you subscribing. so much. Honestly, yes, they gave us timestamps uh, and everything. Pouring over it with was the episodes. so helpful. Yeah. It really was. Um, not all of them made it. Some of them we've selected ourselves, just as things that we fondly remember, things that we've enjoyed doing. Because um, it's been a guys, it's been a hell of a ride. Am I right? Hey. 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 Look at us. Hey. Look at us. Hey, look at Beautiful. us. Hey. What a what a ride. What yeah. an absolute ride. Uh of course, you know, it feels inevitable that we would always be on a podcast together. Does it? It feels actually it's here something here's something. Lucas. <laughs> uh it feels inevitable that me and Steve would end up on a podcast together. Or yeah. something. Do you know what I mean, Steve? Yeah. Lucas, you're a wild card, mate. Yeah. I card. We, we knew each other, we were friends. I wouldn't necessarily have said we were great friends before the podcast. Agree or yeah, disagree? We just, we agree. 
Yeah, it would have been weird if we'd hung out in a room together on our own. I mean, we. I mean, we talked about this. We, we, we talked about we talked about this. Actually, that's too that's too sad. I won't go into it. Actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Greatest Wait, why? hits. Why? What, what did I miss? Have I missed something here? No, it was the thing we were talking about the other day. But if Joe was still alive, she'd be the host of this podcast. Oh yeah. Not really. No one really has an interest oh, yeah. in that outside of the three of us as a passing interest because that would be the case. That was on an episode though. Yeah. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, it was. Then we'll, yeah, yeah. Then we'll, okay. But either way, we don't need to repeat it. Me and Adam have always done something creative together from uh, filming sketch shows from his house, his, his security camera, and then we yeah. got an actual camera and filmed that. Yeah. And then we were in sort Not of hearing bath. anything creative so far. Well, okay. you should have seen well, it. it mainly mainly ended with people it. punching each other. We were in bands. If we... you don't have a punchline, run away. That's what we learned from Trigger Happy TV, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, me, yeah. And, me and Adam were talking about this just the other day because I saw Adam the other day and cheers to invite Steve. Yeah, that's right. uh, The fact that the one type of show we watched as a kid that specifically said don't do this at home yeah. was the one thing that all of us did with a video camera at home which was yeah. do, our own, ja- do oh. our own jackass okay, yeah. do our own <laughs> silly stunts we yeah. said we weren't going to talk about our version of Teletubbies because it got a bit sexual oh, yeah, didn't it, it, did, yeah, it did. I mean Nunu yeah. to be fair like it, it, the mouth on him the, implica- the implications of Nunu are strong yeah oh, absolutely God. But you know, I just, I'm just, you know, uh, this podcast has made us become uh, closer than we've ever been, which is something that I resent it for. Uh, we are, mm. of course, uh, mm. the big mates, and we are, in general, big friends, big mates. But we don't always agree, and there's that sometimes leads to some very interesting discussions, like the one that, of all places, we had on the coverage of Matt Bellamy's solo album, Cryo Sleep, where we started talking about art. Like, because, our, like one of our most in-depth chats. I know. And, uh, I was listening to the clip the other day, actually, and you sound absolutely livid, Lucas. Uh, it's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's really interesting. But we had, just to set it up a little bit, we had previously talked about the John Cage composition 4.33 and... Just, I mean, that's something that we come back to a couple of times on the podcast, isn't it? 4.33, because it's that length in, in silence, and you're just like, whatever. And I try and describe that it's an artistic intention rather than an actual piece of music. And then we start talking about Matt Bellamy using AI to compose some of his songs on his EP. So let's let's hear that. Yeah, it's that. Yeah, it's just that for four minutes. Um, so it's... Yeah, go on. He's run it through like an AI, quote unquote, AI, like a machine learning thing online, which analyzes the harmonic structure of the song and creates a new, a series of new compositions which imitate the feel of the original but deviate from it. Matt chose variation number three. As variation numbers one and two were too simplistic with no modulation, the AI was taught to understand the music theory behind circle of fifths relationships. He stumbled across the circle of fifths pattern by accident as a teenager. Is this now talking about Matt or is the he the AI? I assume this is Matt (laughs) we're now talking about. Uh, Yeah, so basically... Did you assume the AI's gender? It's an AI that's been taught to write songs. Okay. Sort of. So he's put and how, a bit and into how it. does that how does that differ from the thing we were just talking about the four thirty three thing? Sorry. Well, I can at least hear some music there. But 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 you might if you were at the four thirty three thing and the thing they chose to do within that time was play music. But did they? So, every performance of it is different. So some will and some. Oh won't. wait, sorry. What do you mean every performance of it is different? 
What are you now saying? It's not just a recording I can go and listen to. There are recordings you can go and listen to. But there are numerous recordings that you can go and listen to. And it's, but it, it seems to me to be exactly the same process where you set parameters. In the case of 433, it's a location and time. And in case of this, it's, I don't know, length and key or whatever that he was doing with the AI. And whatever happens in that process becomes the artistic piece. It's the same process. Except one of them's specifically programmed to spit out music and the other one is saying, go into this room and do whatever. But if someone's constantly chosen, consciously chosen, I'm going to go into the room and I'm going to play some music. That's very different from me going into the room and sitting and taking a dump on the floor. <laughs> in in what way? That person's chosen to play music. Yeah, which rather, makes it that, that that means the thing I'll hear that'll be music. Too far. I'd rather you took a dump on the floor than and li- I listened to that than Fever again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but th- th- there's that notion of. Um art being very much about the process rather than the finished article right <clears throat> and that brings up a, a, a memory that uh, of art uh my a level art uh shout out to my teacher adrian um but he was talking about yeah he was talking about um uh, th- this artist that he was kind of trying to talk just he just come over to the table we were talking about art and and how there was this artist that used had these big canvases and and people and he got paints and uh people would ride bikes through through the paint over the canvas and they were naked and i remember going but why did they have to be naked like you can't <laughs> see that on the page and i remember finding that very funny as a ch- as a teenager i suppose you could say it's an expression of freedom well it's the process yeah, yeah. So the, the, whatever came out at the end, it's yeah, it's the stuff kind that of kind of went in into there. it. Yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. I get it. I get That's it. fine for the people doing I don't it. Enjoy it. I'm, if I'm the person who's consuming that medium, who didn't make it, the fact that they're naked it makes no fucking difference. Sure, mm. that's fine. Uh, but you, you going into you, you choosing with your four minutes and thirty three seconds to go into the room and take a dump on the floor. That's still <laughs> art. That becomes a piece of performance art disagree why because not it just if 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 that's art then everything's art correct Mm. yeah then what's then then art is worthless yeah if everything is art then then great cool but how 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 do you measure how do you measure worth in art is it strictly money or i don't know because i don't think about art because i don't i've never had an artistic inclination in my life i mean we have uh we have a podcast about art we all you yeah. unanimously agreed at the beginning of season one that music is art fine what is the role of art in society i have no answer to that question nor nor more importantly do i care to even want to come up with an answer there you go that's maybe the most uh the closest we've got to uh, sort of like your view on uh, the, the whole thing that we're kind of doing here. Like it's whether I think I just, I just don't care enough to have a discussion about it. If you know what I mean? Right. Mm. Cause I go, cause I'll go and you'll go, you're wrong or you're right. And I'll go fine. I don't think there I is have, a wrong or a right. I have, I have no conviction in any direction on anything that we're talking about right now. I, th- I think and this so, goes back to what I was saying earlier about like the NFT stuff and uh, you know whether or not you should use 
Jeff Buckley's guitar on whatever is that the answer, you know, right, wrong, the, the, the answer is not especially interesting to me. The, the interesting thing is the question, is, is the discussion around the question. Hmm. But just like art itself, I don't think that discussing art is is an attempt to get to a definitive answer. It's the enjoyment of the discussion. Well, the, the goal of this podcast is that, isn't it? Yeah, we'll, no, we it's, 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 actually, it's actually just to define what is. If in music. the middle of like season four, we just <laughs> we come across the answer yeah, well, mid episode, we'll we'll stop. We're done. It will we'll stop. Cut the yeah. tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. just all gasp, and then it will just be silence, and then that'll be it. <laughs> and you'll never hear from us again. Um, well, no, we'll all be dead. We'll be dead, won't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's quite cool. Um, I just I mean I'd like as I like technology. I find that I find that substantially more interesting than everything we've just talked about for the last five minutes. But I think what, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I'd love to know how that algorithm works. But yeah, that's what. But this is the thing, isn't it? The the uh, but the you're actual process, art, right? yeah, the process is way more interesting than the output. You you just you just apply that on 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 some pieces to like, oh, I wonder what kind of paintbrushes that person used. Yeah, but you're I don't care. Yeah, no, but, but you're talking about the but you but you're about the same thing because they both result in a work of art. Have you seen this thing where they they uh, put movie scripts into an AI thing and then it? Prints out a new yeah, they're all fake. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah all but because there, there was this, there was a stand-up comedy one I saw on TikTok, and they'd put an animation to it. But it was just like the the comedian on stage, and they've got a voice singing. He's like, uh, "The politics these days are getting too much," and then they laugh, and then it says, "Comedian drinks from glass of cigarettes." <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I yeah, I just find that more interesting because it's I don't know because I just want to know technologically. That's in, I find that more interesting. So a painting painted by a robot, in, more I'd interesting that, to you than than a, oh, than a painting so painted by a human? So much more interesting. So much more interesting to me than people sit in a room and do do something for four minutes. Mm. Okay, so much more interesting. But That's not interesting. Because of, because, because, not because of the art, just because I'd be curious to know like how that robot and don't and and I would find it more. No, I wouldn't actually. Would I find it more interesting if it came up with something? realistic or something well abstract. what if they, they programmed the robot to be able to paint and it you know and, it, and all that but it and it chose not to paint so the output is a blank canvas but but you'd like the robot still an interesting <laughs> process well i and then, also that is quite I'd, terrifying that's like a I would then, science fiction I would, movie isn't it i would then be yeah but i'd want to know if that was actually the outcome or if that was just like a, a malfunction because like, yeah. it does not work it's coding because... just fucked up and there you go and you see you're engaging with a, a work of art you see even though that work of art is just a blank canvas mm. now nah, i'm oh, no, it's indeed. insane to me that this is probably to me the most interesting discussion we've had on the entire podcast both seasons included and we're doing it on the matt bellamy solo <laughs> uh project episode yeah and this is why you and me are like just so diametrically opposed on this entire subject yeah because the and, stuff and that also you find very here <laughs> and the stuff that you find because all that that you find very interesting i just do not give a shit about i think I, d- I don't want to say that steve is closer to me but i do think that steve has a more malleable brain and so well, like, we know that to be well, true. Well, no, no, but no, no, that's not that's not necessarily what I mean. What I mean is, I think that Steve is more, and this isn't a, a criticism of you at all, Lucas. It's just how we're built. I think Steve is more open to like these ideas, and will kind of consider them and go, "Oh, yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting." And like he said, Lucas, yeah. because it's not an area that interests you, you just shut down, and you're just like, "No, yeah." <laughs> but, just, it's an air, no. But, it's, but it's an area. It's, it's not just like it's an area that doesn't interest me. It's an area that 
just fundamentally winds you up the whole concept is not uh, it's not how i'm wired it's like, of no concern like, or like, interest like, like <laughs> i'm like i'm i'm not interested in history for example whereas in i don't i've never had a particular interest in history but i would still have a conversation about that and i wouldn't you be like a rock and I roll museum I wouldn't, but I wouldn't just be like, I don't care. I, this is not, this is not, tr- this is not like yeah. ticking my boxes at all. I'd be like, oh, okay, I'll have a conversation about like, about the Egyptians. That sounds like something that might be interesting. I'm sure I'd find some things interesting about this. Whereas the conversation about whether someone in an empty room for four and a half minutes is art, I don't even care enough to, to even almost bother, if you know what I mean. That is because I think you are a solutions oriented man. Yeah, I am. Rather than a thinker, you know oh, that sounds bad, but you, you know what I mean. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. contemplative soul. Exactly, a, a contemplative uh, sort of mood. Yeah, I'm. Uh, a, I'm a, so, but I... also, okay. So, so we're two episodes away from final thoughts. Uh, what is the role of art in society? I'm going to ask you again. Have a think about it. That's your homework. I just really don't. Going to Google it. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to. But just have a think of it. I'm going to remind you again as well in a, in a week. Well, well, here's the fun thing is I, I could say anything and you'll say that's valid. I'll say it's valid, but I'll want to unpack it because it will say a lot about you. But it is around the, dis- it's the discussion around it, isn't it? But there's, but there's no single answer to that question. No, there exactly. isn't. Because no. you could say, okay, fucking Fast, I, Furious, but Fast Lucas- and Furious 6 is art and... That's for that's for, for purpose in society is twofold: entertainment and making money. Lucas, I don't want an answer. I'm not asking you like, what do you think the role of art is in society? Because I want you to tell me, and I can go, oh, okay, good. That's what I'll think now. No, I want to make wrong. It'll tell again. me. It'll tell me about you and how you view the no, world. But my, stuff, you know? but my answer will be it depends on which kind of art because everything because they're completely they serve different purposes. And isn't that an interesting uh, answer? Look, we'll save this for final thoughts. Maybe is it? Well, we'll find out. We'll, we'll, we'll save it? it for final thoughts. Look, I don't think it's that interesting. I think it's fairly obvious. I think that's just a statement of a fact more than anything. But that can, those, those, you know, that can still be discussed. You know, I just think art and anyone who engages with it is worthless. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know, yeah. 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 Just, just, just produce and create and feed the machine, and yeah. then, and then, to, until you're too old, and then die. Yeah. That's our well, purpose. I mean, I mean you, you know, are yeah. still like holding on, on tight note. to Mr. Robot Man. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, that's yeah. it for Cryosleep, isn't it? Do you know what's fun is that the only, uh, the, the only the only time <laughs> I've ever tried to get in the only. It's such a shame that such an actual like kind of a good distillation of our takes was on an episode no one listened to. <laughs> such a yeah. passing episode, like. It's a, it, it, you know, that was actually that we kind of really did distill at that point, kind of some of the kind of headline differences in the way we see art and music and that sort of thing. Well, yeah, not only that, um, but literally answering the question as well of, of the whole fucking podcast. Um, several people uh, nominated that as a as a great moment, and it's on cry asleep. Well, no, several people are the several people that actually listen to that. Yeah, episode. yeah, all seven <laughs> yeah, of them. Yeah. It's worth that. <laughs> Steve, sorry, you know several doesn't mean seven, But right? it could mean, couldn't it? it seven could. could mean several, well, right? I think it could, yeah. No, yeah. several could mean seven. I tell you what, it is proof if proof be need be 
that people should listen to every fucking episode of this show. Sometimes we have really interesting discussions on commentary episodes. Sometimes the nuggets, sometimes the nuggets are buried in the deep of a three and a half hour long music video episode. Sometimes they are. And I tell you what, often they're not. But sometimes they are. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, <laughs> yeah. we don't we don't always disagree. Sometimes we do agree. Let's listen to us mm. actually agreeing the fuck out of it. Nineteen eighty-five. This song like um, totally sets up the entire vibe of the album. I found yeah. just from the get-go. Um, it's all synthy and stringy. Although we've learnt that they're not. A lot of this isn't keyboards. It's just heavily processed guitars, right? Yeah. Although I would say that this um, is probably one of the exceptions to that. That I is quite say, clearly. It, like, it oh, sounds okay. like some kind of melodica on this song or something. Yeah, yeah. Melodica. It's going. Well, I'm really glad it doesn't sound that. <laughs> it's. Re- it's really good, isn't it? It's so good. It's really good. It's really, really good. <laughs> it's the really chorus is really good. good. <laughs> isn't it really good? Oh, guys, I like the chorus guys, when it's it, really, when it's really good. good. The, bit, the bit that I responded to most about the song is that it's, it's really, really, really good. It's really, really good. Yeah. Good, yeah. <laughs> um, I love how it's just kind of listing things around 1985. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Torben like, yep, yeah, yeah, that happened. That yeah. was a thing. Yeah. The Smiths. <laughs> um at least he says Ma, because otherwise I'd have a problem with him talking about Morrissey, I suppose. But um, it's really good. It's like, really good. Yeah. It is really <laughs> like, good, isn't it? It's the bit where it's, it's around, really good. Around a minute and a half, 140 or something, there's... A bit that's really good. Guitar solo, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. <laughs> and then again, around a three-minute mark, and that's just really good, slash great. <laughs> um I think it's a guitar solo. I don't yeah, know it anymore. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. could be a yeah. keyboard solo. Yeah. Yeah. The, chorus, it, it, the chorus, I would say, slaps. Oh, uh, it's so good, yeah. and, and the little the little yeah. quickening before getting straight into those choruses. My prediction is that Lucas thinks this fucks. I am not a crook. Really fucks. Yeah, I thought so. Oh, knowing really... knowing your love of repeat stars and stripes means that this is a full on uh, fucks for Lucas hot badger. Vibe. Yeah, it's a hot badger. Talk about it a bit, Lucas. Talk to me. It's good. <laughs> it's really good. It's another one of those songs that's good. The, 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 What happens? I live to fall asleep. It helps me. Oh, don't stop it. What a beautiful <laughs> song. Um, yeah. Probably my, my favourite on the album, I think. I think. Okay. It, I think it might be my favourite on the album. It's, I think this it might. isn't mine. This might crest the top ten. It cr- it crests. In, fact, in, fact, yeah. in fact, I think this definitely crests the top ten, and I think there might be another... Ooh. This song makes me reconsider the top ten, that's for oh. sure. <laughs> Look forward to that in December. Yeah. Yeah. Five years' time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, how sublime is... Stayed waited till the end. Oh! oh. It's just, oh, it's just... Oh. So, um, I stayed me. in bed till... I stayed in bed till 12.30 this afternoon. And I woke up... Most overt reference to ghosts on the album. Hmm. Yeah, to repel them, yeah. Mm. Bust them, if you will. Yeah, this is a song about the Ghostbusters. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Who are you going to call James Dean Bradfield? Yeah, and Nicky Wire and Sean Moore. Uh, the Ghostbusters. Yeah. 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 <laughs> As they're Classic. affectionately known. Um, Ad- Adam and Lucas. Yeah. I really love Lifeblood. 
Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. That's fine. Just like, yeah, next song. <laughs> it's so good. I will say, like, this is so this is one of the songs I was talking about. So Steve's favourite song on the album. Yep. <laughs> it tickles every single thing that Steve loves about a song. It makes, his hairs, it makes the hairs in his arms turn up. The first line is basically written for Steve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. It's he Steve's me up because favorite right. song ever. When did life get so complicated? But when did it start? Stop when did it. time start? Stop it. Start accelerating. Stop Make it. life slower. Make life slower. Stop life growing. Stop Steve, Stop just it. think when it was so simple in the past. Um, I'm. Can I shock you? Yeah, I'm welling up a bit because of what you just did. Oh my god! <laughs> Literally, as soon as I heard what the song, a I was like, Steve, little man. worm. What a weasel he is! What a little pathetic weasel! Uh, yeah, I love Steve, that Steve's song, isn't it? I mean, it is. A, it's a lovely song. Uh, it is. It does tickle that. I, I can get why it would tickle the nostalgia. Yeah, I've bit. written. I've written. Kind of flicking, flicking the nub, mate. Yeah, kinda. You just t- welled up at me describing it. <laughs> well, you just, need, you just need to say the past, Lucas. The past, Lucas, can Steve. I shock you? I think I agree with you. This one has never massively stood out to me. I didn't say that. Yeah, he didn't actually. <laughs> I didn't say that. Well, I thought that's that. what you were saying was going. Like, no, no, no. no. I think it's better than Emily. Right. Uh, I think it's a similar quality, if not a little bit better, to Repel Ghosts. Imo. Uh, but but my opinion on the song is irrelevant because I can just I could immediately sense how strong an opinion <laughs> Steve would have. Honestly, and this man. is Steve's song. It's not for us to discuss. This song <laughs> destroyed me. Really, <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's. It's it, it's my favourite song on the album. The guitar part, yeah, more like glass nostalgia. Am I right, Steve? Nice. If we can still fall in love, oh. if we embrace with us, can we anymore? Can we anymore? Like we used to, you know, in the nineties. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I? Say- you know, and 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 it's also great that we're we're able to do all of the banter between these between the clips you know what um, if um some of the stuff we say between these clips becomes so great that it becomes one of our greatest hits and we have to do well, a on the next episode. One. i can play it on next week's episode <laughs> episode two <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <that'd> be... <laughs> is this the bit i mean that would be i mean this might be the bit actually but, yeah that's gonna get a bit better isn't it so what what do we think of the album in rainbows the album in rainbows by, by the band Radiohead. What? Hang on, let me just from the album. Let me just scroll through my notes. Hang on, let me just scroll through my notes. Okay, I like it. Six mm. out of ten. I like this one. <laughs> this is this is one I like actually. Yeah, mm. yeah, 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 yeah. Wait. Yeah. Just, just double check. Yeah. Just double check. Okay, no, cool. Um, it's just is it, it? It's the perfect amount of all the things that Radiohead do really well uh, that are weird and interesting and all that sort of stuff. Accessible enough. A pleb like me can love it without it being without it being hard work or anything like that. Oh, lovely! Why can't every album be like this? <laughs> <laughs> like some of the other albums, you know. Like, which one was it that I, I I respected more than I necessarily enjoyed? Was it? Was it probably Kid A? Was it Kid A? Yeah. Well, no, I did. I quite liked Kid A, but also I did find it quite work. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, this has got none of that. It's not work. It's, no, it's, not. it's just g- great, lovely, great songs. Mm, also, great, lovely, great songs. But aren't just Put like, the but they're not just, but they're not just like boring, easy, when I say boring, like easy pop songs that I like yeah. because they're easy, which is like some of the other stuff we've come on. Uh, it's still got all the like meat on the bone. 
but the but yeah. the meat is like just really well cooked mm-hmm. in like and it's like slides off the bone. Oh, it slides off the bone. <laughs> yeah. It's so easy to eat, right? You don't even need a steak knife for it. You could suck it down. Don't even need a steak knife. Plain <laughs> knife, plain <laughs> knife, plastic fork. Yeah. You'll still be able to get through it. Yeah. Easy peasy. Mm, lovely. Lovely. Grey out. Oh yeah. In rainbows. Give me some low lights and some highs, some scores. Well, scores ten out of ten. Okay, lovely. I don't know if surprising. It, I don't know if that's surprising to you. Whoa! But I, I, I think I mentioned on episode one I was going to give this album a ten out of ten. It's a ten out of ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that makes it your first ten outside of a Muse season. Yeah. Wow, yeah. it's an amazing album. Interesting. It's better than most of the Muse albums. It's not just as a beer. Yeah, that's true. I mean, everyone listening is going, obviously, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, low lights are all I need. And okay, but what are they? Hmm. All I need, <laughs> yeah. All on, all I need in House of Cards. Okay, sure. The the two kind of one note slow bangers. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, and yeah. then there's two slow other slow, bang. and then there's two other slow bangers that are just better slow bangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah nude yeah. And, and videotape. Uh, best highlights: Jigsaw falling into place. Sure, because just everything about it. Yeah, and I haven't picked my other one yet, and I was hoping it would come to me over the course of this episode. Oh, it's got to be Weird Fishes. That that's the one you put on your um, playlist of songs you enjoy when we were doing that back in season one. What was this playlist? We did like playlists that were like between ten and fourteen songs that summed up our musical personalities, and you put Weird Fishes on there. Uh, interesting. Doesn't necessarily mean my favourite. It probably just means like it is quite indicative of the album, right? It is quite like that's true. Sums up in rainbows quite well, in a similar way to like Fifteen Step does. Is it Weird Fishes? It, weird Fishes. It might be videotape. <laughs> oh. It might be. It might be. One oh, of the other seven. It might be one of the other sevens. <laughs> and so I'm going to say, ah, oh, fuck you. Okay, I hate cool. this. 15 step. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just fucking. Because it's him there. Yeah. 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 10 out of 10. So uh, I think this is one of Radiohead's most derivative albums. Uh, we haven't really. Wash your mouth out. We ha- well, hang on. We haven't really on this season played clips, and it sounded exactly like the other song. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, you haven't played New Year's Day yet, though. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and I think the reason that that hasn't happened is because previously I think they would have been really conscious about that and second-guessing themselves. And here they sound comfortable to follow the process and arrive wherever they arrive. Um I know there was loads of second guessing initially, but once they found that confidence, it seems that they became more confident than they had ever been before. They aren't worried about being too emotional. There's absolutely no cynicism on this record at all. Like, you know, the kind of irony or the cynicism that we saw on OK Computer or Kid A. This album's not self aware, it's entirely immersed in being itself it's kind of an unconscious album it's a beautiful album it's an exciting album it's a stirring album they sound really at peace with themselves i mentioned a quote back in episode one our aim was to describe in 45 minutes as coherently and conclusively as possible what moves us nailed it like that's exactly what this album is it's potentially it's potentially the closest to a perfect album i've ever come across in terms of how sounds complement each other, how the themes tie together, how it's constructed. It's maybe not as socially relevant as something like OK Computer or as musically adventurous as Kid A, but it still feels like... Well, yeah, that's the thing. It still feels like a monumental piece of work. Um, 
for me, OK Computer and Kid A probably have the edge on it just because those albums are such specific vibes and from such a specific time and place. But In Rainbows kind of matches that energy by being equally like ungrounded in a time and place. It kind of feels timeless. Um, to, just to continue comparing it, when I'm listening to OK Computer or Kid A, the big things that hit me are just how important those albums are. Yeah. And the stature of those albums and how all of the surrounding context and meaning can sometimes paper over the cracks of any potentially weaker songs. When I listen to In Rainbows, the main thing I'm struck by is just how great it sounds. Like, it's just it's just great. You just go, oh, this just sounds great. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's just really well put together. It's tasteful adult rock album put that on the poster (laughs) (laughs) and it's grown sounds great (laughs) it's grown as i've grown as well i think i'm now catching up to the age they would have been when writing it yeah like 36 i'm like three three years off that i am also starting to reflect on what the fuck i'm doing with my life coming to terms with the idea that my life is finite all of those great mid-30s things and the album speaks to me more now than it ever has done uh low lights I've already covered it. All I need and and, and Faust up. My highlight insane, just just really difficult. But this, yeah, but this is the thing is they they could be my highlights as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've got to pick something. Um, Reckoner, obviously. Oh, did you like that one? Mm-hmm. And probably Weird Fishes because I think that's that's actually the one that I reach for most in terms of I want to listen to that one outside mm. of the context of the album. Um, 10 out of 10. It's mm. insane that they have four 10 out of 10 albums for me, like in, in the seven that yeah. we've covered. That's that's crazy. It's it's insane. Radiohead. Well-rated band. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, Steve, fuck up my life. What's that so far? 20 out of... 20 uh, out of 20 so far. So, yeah. I think In Rainbows is just a beautifully paced, tight and compact album, like rammed full of so much stuff but in such a really completely accessible and easy way like it's so easy to listen to in rainbows yeah it's an um, easy listening album it is yeah <laughs> it's like lighthouse family it's oh, exactly the same off. yeah um i was just like i was just surprised about how just i don't know just it, it was it's just well, we, such a good pace from start to finish we like, banged on about this album so much what were you even ex- what what well i remember it i do remember the songs but like it's been enough time that like i don't know yeah but there was that there's that pressure there because you were guys like you so. must have been expecting like the second coming of christ or something though because well like, we fucking came close to it <laughs> didn't it in rainbows yeah <laughs> anyway listen listen okay sorry oh, duh. Oh, duh. least favorites house of cards yeah. And Faust Art, which oh, is uh, famously idiots. about damp water. Um, damp tasting water. Damp water in caves. Um, favourites? Going on what you said, Adam, about like what I just, I will reach for that specific song if I just want to hear it out of context. Yeah, yeah. Body Snatchers. Okay, yeah. Because it's cool. fucking like, it's just yeah, fun, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, and Reckoner, because. Yeah, that's the second coming of Christ. Reckon, yeah, 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 I reckon. Yeah. Good song. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, ten out of ten. <laughs> so yeah, we should actually applaud because that's 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 our first album with a perfect score. 
which is we feel comfortable. It's what I would have given it. Oh no! <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah, first, first. There, Guys, I'd like to amend my score for uh, uh, what albums have you both given a ten out of ten? Futurology. Yeah, oh, I'll give that a ten out of ten. Just so and, Rain Ramos doesn't get it. Yeah. And OK Computer yeah. at the beds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so really, it's you're welcome. Guys. Now, now I'm in like a position where I'm like, do I like OK Computer or in Rainbows more? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, was, what you were saying it was the bends, right? It, it was dub ends, and then it became OK Computer, yeah. and now it's potentially well, in Rainbows. Well, I don't know if that's recency bias, but you, what you were saying about how, like, yeah, you're so caught up in this is such an important album and this changed the landscape of blah blah blah, mm. or lovely, wonderful. So I, I I think that might be the only thirty we ever get. It might be, which is in, uh, incredible. Like, like so, at the moment in our overall rankings, Radiohead occupy the top three spots. I mean, that first clip, the Lifeblood Agreement, was lovely. Agreement. Oh, sorry. no Thank idea you. what episode yeah. that's from. Same. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Us, us, us clapping lifeblood? Yeah. Yeah. Carry on. Oh, it's from an as yet unreleased episode behind the paywall is what it was Yeah, on. I think it Great. is, yeah. <laughs> what, was, it, was it the first time that we unanimously agreed on something? Maybe. It's the first time we unanimously agreed that something was very good. Yeah, we all liked Everything Must Go. I was less positive than you guys because I hadn't yet learnt sort of the art of being positive. Sure, that that, and it is it is an art, isn't it? But what is art? Mm. Well, go back to the clip we just played okay, cool. and have yeah. a conversation about it. <laughs> what was uh, nice is that we kept everything so close to the chest all the time, and we still do. So we hadn't really said our opinions on it. We got to the end of the first song, and we were all just like, we just kind of went, "Oh, actually, it's really good," and we all just were like, "Yeah, you!" It's like the Spider Man pointing meme. Yeah, we were um, just pointing all it. All just so. like, yeah, 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 because because it had been. We were told up to that point. Lifeblood's bad. Um, so yeah. I went in with that. Like, I've been told this is and, bad. And definitely a dice roll as to whether we could each assume whether the other one would have liked it or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. You, could, you could easily spin like, oh, that won't be the sort of album Lucas will like at all. And you, and you could levy the same towards Adam or Steve. Mm. What was, and we loved it. Because it's, you what, know, one of my... You, you were talking on, the last, on last week's episode about how that's kind of like... Uh, a high point of the podcast for you like that that whole kind of period is when it felt like we were kind of hitting our stride or doing something maybe and I think when I look back on that time what I remember is um, I remember it like we had our was it one of the first people we had on that had actually worked with the band right because we had Greg Haver on Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and we had Greg Haver on before the Lifeblood episode right um, and so we we hadn't talked to each other about what we thought about it. So we had to do that whole episode with Greg, kind of playing our cards close to our chest a little bit, and you know, just talking about the practicalities of the thing rather than what we actually thought about it. I think. Um, am I right in thinking that? Yeah, that's yeah. Right. And then Greg even sort of said like, "Well, Lucas is going to hate it." Right. Yes. Yeah. And I, it killed me not to go. Greg, you're a lovely <laughs> man, and you made a fantastic album. Yeah. And then, and then what happened is, and I'm not saying at all. Like, I don't want people to get the wrong impression. I'm not saying that. Uh, oh, because we said we liked Lifeblood. Suddenly, loads of other people like Lifeblood. Because that's not what happened. But what did happen is this, is our Twitter and our podcast and whatever, it became a space for, once our Lifeblood episode was out, people to go, 
No, I, I, I like this record too. I've always liked this record. Mm-hmm. And, and people going like, no, yeah, it's time to reassess Lifeblood. And it became this really positive space. And what happened was... I'm Spartacus. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm not saying that, you know, we didn't, we didn't spur that on. We just gave people a place to, to go like, yeah, no, Lifeblood's cool. And Greg hadn't realised that. He'd given us the interview. He was very lovely. Um, and uh, then we released the episode on Lifeblood. And he listened to it. And then he read all of your comments when, when you were on Twitter going... No, I've always I've always stuck up for this record. I've always loved this record, which is great and true and it was great that we could facilitate a space for that. And Greg saw those and then got in contact and said I had no idea people actually liked this record. He ha- he had assumed that people did not really feel that that good about it, you know, or or, or didn't rate it that highly mm. and asked to come back on the show uh to talk about we, it's one of the first times that we've kind of gone like, well, let's put a record in a different context. Because uh, we interviewed him about the making of it. We talked about the album itself. And then he came back to talk about what it felt like uh, to suddenly have lots of people telling him a record that he thought was poorly received was actually very well received. So we've uh, he asked to come back on the show. I've got some clips of him coming back on the show and talking about Lifeblood. Because... It's one of the best albums of all time. And so our Greatest Hits episode is Lifeblood mm-hmm. Heavy. Surprise, surprise. As far as this podcast is concerned, I think it's actually the best album of all time. I think that is correct, yeah. What is music? The answer is Lifeblood by Battle Street Preachers. Anyway, here's Greg Haver. Well, it's, it's quite interesting to be back so so quickly. I, I, how, yeah. did, how did we do? Good. I, 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 it was quite fun to listen to. It was Our last conversation was quite interesting, I thought. But um, okay, yeah, that's almost as interesting as the lifeblood episode, which was yeah, kind of fascinating, really. So it's uh, really yeah, and seeing all the um, the social media after it was uh, actually quite heartening because it's yeah, I, I was expecting a tirade of of uh, negative, you know, the usual lifeblood negative energy, and it was actually very positive. So. Yeah. I wanted so much to tell you how much I loved the album when we were recording. I was like, because you were like, oh, Lucas is going to say it's a load of shit. And I really wanted to be like, Greg, it's like, it's like in the Toley trilogy. It's like these, that, and, and everything must go. And the other one I've forgotten the name of. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, it's, it's as Lucas described, a wonderful album. Six out of ten. Yeah, six, out, yeah, six out of yeah. <laughs> I have to say that your voting system is totally fucked. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, I mean, the, the, the response we had on social media, I, I knew that the fondness for lifeblood had increased, you know, there was still the odd sort of <clears throat> dissenting voice, but it is, I think we said it on the episode and last time we talked to you, Greg, is that time and context has actually been very kind to lifeblood. And I think it took people a long time to kind of come around to it. Um, yeah, because I, I thought I thought it was just because every year I'd see on so, you know social media it'd be like there'd be a few people that would always have a lot of time for it and, and always be really fond of it, but I just thought that was a few outliers as opposed to you know maybe maybe a sort of you know a small fan base of fans who liked it because it was their kind of like no one else liked it and that was their thing. But then 
then you kind of realize this your review and the reaction to it has made me realize actually that, that wasn't the case that it was there's a genuine love for that record and um and actually what was really interesting listening to the your episode as well was it was like that i think the first six songs of the album stand up against any one of their other records i think yeah, I, I think there is a tail off on there and i think there could even have been there may be have been a case for some of the the songs we didn't put on the album of being on the record um i mean everything was go could have you know probably should have been on there and um you know a few of the b-sides i think were, were were really good but it would be interesting to see a sort of like a, a if the if the band ever did a, a, a re-release of it, if they was gonna if they would do maybe take something off and put something else on like they've done on some of their other reissues, so yes. I wouldn't yeah you know, who knows who knows if there ever be a reissue, but it's um you know it's it you'd hope so you know there would be a you know enough groundswell that people didn't want to do it, but so do you, do you know if your if your date on the train likes still likes lifeblood or not? Oh yeah. Well, she couldn't hear it, Greg. It was all in my headphones. You didn't give her an earbud to listen to it, did you? No, no. I needed the full stereo experience, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like the, that, like the worst date ever. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, that We've all would been sum on up them. going on a date with me. Yeah, <laughs> and also, um, uh, Greg, when you said about the first those first five six tracks being like, and then it trails off. If the whole album was of the quality of those first six tracks, good grief! It might have got like a, a it might have got like a Lucas Way six and a half, six and eight a half, or nine yeah. or something. Yeah, like it would have gone high. But, I, mean, I think it would. I think it would have crested the seven, yeah. the seven horizon. The, the 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 good thing is that 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 it is getting its fair shot again, and uh, it definitely so, is. So I, was, I was really pleased about that. There were, there were a couple of things. That, there was a couple of things about it that actually came up in the last podcast. One, one was there was a lot of talk about we talk about vocals a lot, and and in your review, there's a lot of talk about about how great the vocals were on the record. Yeah, and an interesting tech fact: all the vocals on that record were done in the control room with James in the control room with no headphones with a with a cheap SM58 Shure SM58 microphone handheld. No, they weren't. That must be wrong. <laughs> no, that's... Also, <laughs> sorry, so the thing the... that stands out to me most is that they still make SM58s now. Like They do, they do. I and, work and they... in AV and we sell them every yeah. single day. <laughs> I don't know how much they are now, but they were like, you know, sort of nine, 90 quid or something at the time. Yeah, they're cheap. They're very cheap. Yeah, they're, yeah. so, so it, James really wanted to, to, to try a different approach to vocals. Wow. So we so we literally had had the speakers on in the studio. He would sit there with a cigarette in one hand and, a, and an SM58 <laughs> in the other hand, and and, and do the lead vocals. And and then when we did the backing vocals, he'd sit in the doorway of the studio with a cigarette in one hand and a 58, and just do or track up all the backing vocals. So Is he okay? it was. <laughs> <laughs> but can you, but no one but you know until I t- unless I tell people no one knows that I mean the vocals sound amazing yeah. on that record and also so when we got to when we that we were so we were doing all this in in at faster that was then stir studios that that became faster it was quite a small control room so when we got to got to to Grouse Lodge in Ireland 
It's a really big control room, so and the and the couch at the back of the studio is is quite a long way from the speakers. So we started doing the same thing there and realizing there was a delay between what James was hearing from the speakers and and him singing the vocal. So um, our two options are we had to give him headphones, which he didn't want to do. So what my my engineer Steve Davis, who worked on that record, he he measured tape measured from the speakers to where James was sitting, worked out how long the sound was going to take to. <laughs> To the and then did, and then and built a delay into the to, to, to what James was hearing, so we could actually sing it in time. So <laughs> to, what was meant to be quite quite a sort of like a rough and ready, simple method of doing vocals ended up being this really complex mathematical equation about how we were yeah. gonna. <laughs> um, can someone explain what the whole trumpet thing is? I've always I obviously missed something oh. completely <laughs> on the on the uh, on the on the last podcast. Well, okay, so I completely. I I fucked this. Okay, so what joke? Okay, no. Okay, okay, no. Okay. Well, I don't know if you've noticed this, Greg, (laughs) but Sean's surname is similar to the word "more." Yeah, like as in I want more of something. Yes. Yeah, and so the joke. Well, there's nothing, there's the nothing as good is, as describing joke a joke. The engineer or whoever was in the studio would say, I think this song needs more trumpet. And Sean would get confused <laughs> and think that you meant him. And so he had to write a trumpet part. Now, I've done that on every single song that features a trumpet or any kind of brass. Okay, I've told that anecdote that as though the uh, as though the engineer made that uh, 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 Sean made that mistake however I was so excited to do that bit in front of you that uh, the track that I chose to do it for doesn't feature any brass on the recorded version wait <laughs> did you actually <laughs> so it was, it was structurally flawed from the beginning there's nothing right, about alienating right. a guest with a terrible yeah. joke right yeah, yeah sure I, I'd obviously yeah. missed the, the many other cha- you know I'd obviously skipped over the third hour of know your enemy or something it was, you know? it was yeah. too funny probably it was too funny it was too yeah, funny t- yeah. it was it just I, it was such it was on such a higher plane of comedy <laughs> it just skipped right over me <laughs> Lovely to hear from Greg, as always. Still hear from Greg. We message back and forth. He produced one of my songs. Uh, it's a- a- always a treat to talk to him. Um, we covered a-, a Super Fairy Animals uh, song on one of our Patreon shows. And I just messaged him and said, do you remember producing this uh, or engineering this? And he went, yeah, here's some stuff about it. Lovely man. Um, and obviously, a lot of these clips revolve around Matchery Preachers or Muse or Billie Eilish or Radiohead. But we do have that other show over on our Patreon where we talk about other music. So here is us talking about some other music. God, this band and this this song and this album meant everything to me. Are we on the nostalgia train, are we? Oh, yeah, because it's really crap. But 
Choo-choo, <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, God, it was just, it was, it was everything. I, 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 I loved them. Like the first ever gig, apart from Steps, um, at uh, some Pyramids. We supported by MCR. Lot, supported by MCR. We've talked about it many times. Um, I loved the dueling vocals. I loved the emotion. Yeah, I do like the dueling and, vocals. Uh, the band, the band really took a downward turn when the the secondary vocalist left. Uh, when was that? They did uh, a decade under the influence. It was after, next, um, and then louder now, and then I dropped off. Yeah, yeah. that'll be why then. then. Yeah. Um, I did recently see them perform this. So this is off the album uh, from 2001. I think it's 2001. <laughs> and 2002. I think it's 2002. Um, tell all your friends, uh, which is the lyrics in this I song. Uh, <laughs> What's the album called? Then I, then I can tell them. Tell all your friends. Um, no, I will. As soon as, as soon as I know the name of the album, mate, they will hear about it. Well, Steve is right now. Steve, by talking about this to me and Adam, is telling all of his friends. Yeah, I'm telling one of, of my friends. friends. <laughs> well, it's still all of his friends. True. It's still True. all of his friends. Um, uh, they're from Long Island, New York. Yes. Uh, they're walking here. They, uh, Jesse Lacey used to be in the band. Way back wow, when. You just, wow, you cannot resist, can you? And, uh, you just can't resist. Oh, but they're so, they people. are so entwined, um, which I didn't <laughs> realise. Who's Jesse Lacey? Which one's he? The bad the one. singer of the bad uh, one. Brand New. He's the bad one. Oh, the um, bad one. They were so entwined, which I didn't realise until later, but they, they had a, he left to form Brand New, and they had a, had a public feud in the emo scene, right? Something to do with a girl. Did they? Yeah. About, oh, right, about but a girl. Both, yeah, cool. both albums have, so, uh, oh my God, I've forgotten the name of it. Bear with me. What's the name of the first brand new album? Oh, I can get. I think I can get this. Uh, your favorite American Your idiot. favorite weapon. Fuck me. So, uh, brand new release. Your favorite weapon, and they released Tell of Your Friends. Did I get it? You got it. <laughs> yes. I thought that was a Communique uh, record. Oh, What's nice. Communique? Communique supported. What? MCR and Taking Back Sunday, that first ever gig, they had a uh, Poison Arrows. They didn't support MCR. Uh, what? Is, but what is their song that sounds like your favorite weapon? Oh, Perfect Weapon. Perfect Weapon. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. See, I know some yeah. stuff, guys. It's weird hearing Adam know any of these <laughs> yeah. things. Steve would play that endlessly oh, in like 2002, that. 2003. That's a new song. Um, <laughs> both uh, albums had a song on it that referenced the lyrics on each of the songs or one came out first and referenced lyrics so they the two songs kind of intertwine to an extent and i think the i think it was bollocks i think that wasn't true because then there was a big thing where they came on stage together and they did a version of both songs at once but anyway uh brand new had adam lazara who who cannot sing uh had a mic uh thing he'd swing his microphone around right and brand new had a t-shirt that said uh mics are for singing not swinging Ooh. Are you saying the guy from Take My Sunday can't he sing? He cannot sing, man. Have you heard him? You're an idiot. On, on, this, right on, on the this. record? Fine. Yeah. Listen live. It's, oh, it's... Well, but are you talking about Listen Live in 2023? Yeah, maybe, yeah. I, I saw them. I was going to say, back in the day, I remember being like, fella can sing. Um, uh, I chose this because it has the letter E in the title. You've yeah, done so it's a letter. The, the, spelling. Letter the, the thing yeah, with the title yeah, is like cute without the e, and and you could make up your, you could go, oh, it's cut, oh, oh the cut, yeah. but then they say cut in the title, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. A, but that's what I've done with the uh, 
That's not a number. Do you know what else is, uh, you know, again, just, just to know what you, what you, what it's like to be in my brain when I listen to a song. Yeah. You know, I've known this song since I was about 14, yeah. you know. I've been listening to this song for years. It's interesting to see what the lyrics are. Well, when I, I looked mean, it up today, the, the opening line, your lipstick, his collar, don't bother Angel. I know exactly what's going on in my head for years. It's been, in fact, I can't even, I don't even know. What is it? But I, I know it's definitely, I know it's definitely, he's bothering you. Okay. Right. He's bothering you. I know exactly what goes on. Yeah. Don't know what the first line. I just, you, I'm definitely. You just go, you little yeah, bothering you. I know exactly what goes on. Yeah. Basically. So, are you into this? Is is this something you like, Lucas? Oh, back in the day, I was. Now I'm into it only in so far that it's got the nostalgia attached. Yeah, to it. I literally can't rip the nostalgia away from it. Like I know, no. probably objectively, it's it's objectively slightly it's average. It's yeah, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with this song at all. But because I've got that emotional like attachment to it, it's like oh yeah. Like just, I just remember yeah. screaming those words out. If I want to, if I want to listen to some throwback emo music, this is on that playlist. Three Taken Back Sunday albums are on that playlist. I saw Taken Back Sunday probably like six times within an eighteen-month window that I was into them. I, sort of a few thing. years back, I saw them, but they did a tour where they performed. Uh, they did Tell All Your Friends live, and then the next night they did like Decade on the Influence live. So the thing that every single emo band has doing, yeah, been doing yeah. in the last yeah, five yeah. years, which is going, let's cash in on that nostalgia yeah. and do a little tour, like the Funeral Friend gig that we're going to later this year. Yeah, baby. <laughs> what do you think I think of the song? Well, you think it's shit? I think you love it. I think you love it. <laughs> I think it's shit. Yeah, I do think it's shit. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Big, big incel energy on this song. Uh, I don't know what the lyrics Remind are. me, go on. Uh, like. I, there's a little snatch of lyrics when everything you'll get is everything that you've wanted princess well which would you prefer my finger on the trigger or me face down dead across your floor oh my god there's there's a there's another <laughs> i think it's in your solar summer there's, a, there's another there's bit a, where he's like i'm outside your window yeah. on this song how about i'm outside of your window how about that yeah, yeah yeah and you just know that they are like in in high school, it's it's a relationship yeah. that is so low stakes. I looked it up. The oldest he could have been when writing this song is twenty years old, <laughs> and and I think I know the conversation that like that like spawned the writing of this song. I think I think a girl said to him, "I've really enjoyed the first two dates we went on, but I'm just not really feeling a bit of a spark. I understand that might be disappointing for you, but I don't think we should have a third date. I'd really like to still be." friends and keep in touch and then he goes well i'll just kill myself then <laughs> yeah. how about i kill myself adam there's a there's a line <laughs> adam, and another adam, song you're, adam goes... you're describing the whole emo movement yeah which is every, <laughs> everything is high stakes and everything means you might kill yourself at any given moment it just doesn't play well in 2023 he comes across like a big sex pest incel i'm outside <laughs> your window it's crazy. No, but it's the but holding the holding the thing, <laughs> holding the holding the thing. What's no, it? A boombox. Yeah, yeah. From say sure. anything, playing sure. the song. Say anything. Right. Yes. Okay. Good. There's a band called Say Anything from around the same time. I, mean, I actually, I actually meant to. Do oh, the okay. Band, to be there, there's another That's line it. off the same album that uh, is uh, the truth is you could slit my throat, and with my last, with my one last gasping breath, I'd apologise for bleeding on your shirt, which. What is Great that? line. Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> Again, you're describing. Uh, yeah, and the, but that's why. The, I mean, I, the thing is, as I've never been a lyrics guy, I was really into this sort of music because of the music, yeah, the yeah. vibe, the, the energy, all that sort of stuff. 
But there is obviously another flavour of emo that's slightly more really deep into the into the law emo. Law reading lyrics. Who would be who would be <laughs> crushingly the content of you know, well these are all who would this who, is what who would be like so like oh yeah I got the <laughs> and like, they're also are. going like, I'm going to slit my wrist. And then they love these sorts well, of lyrics. The, these lyrics are it. the way we felt about relationships when we were, what, 14, right? That so that's why I connected true. to it. I was thinking about that because, like, it does. I was trying to think, well, what is the position of this song? Because it doesn't successfully pull off, like, an ironic view. Uh, you know, it's potentially tied up in my understanding of the genre and the movement in that a big part of the attraction to it was those guys feel how I feel, mm. right? Or, or, or there was a degree of it being very personal or confessional in some way. And now when you read it as a 34-year-old man, you're like, fuck, you know, imagine feeling that way. Like, that's, that's an absolutely yeah. insane way to feel. But I guess it does kind of sum up being a teenager, right? Everything feels very dramatic, right? Yeah, 100%. And now they're in their 40s singing them still. Yeah, I mean, that's a bit weirder, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Guys, this bit. Oh, you fucking cut off right before the good bit. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's when it comes back in for the second verse. It's gone now. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Maybe we'll hear more of it in a little bit. We'll hear more of it in a little bit. (laughs) Strings, big drama. Yeah. Strings, big drama. Sounds like a film score. Yeah. Just. Sounds like an advert. Song, well, this song has to... been mildly ruined by it is on quite a lot of adverts now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. It's also become really popular on TikTok, also well, ruining it slightly. This is my thing. So you've been going on about Woodkid for decades now, what feels decades. like millennia. And I'd never unknowingly heard Woodkid. So I was very excited. I was like, okay, I'm. Because you even like, when I put out on Twitter recently, like, Give me some albums to listen to. You suggested this album, right? Golden Age. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, this, we've talked about this before. This is still what I refer to when I talk about a recent musical discovery. Yeah. 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 This like album nearly, that came out in 2013. Nearly 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I was like, okay, I'm finally, I was excited to encounter something that I had no idea about. Uh, and it and then turns like, out it's a massively viral TikTok song yeah. that is absolutely blowing up at the moment. Uh, it's a, like a huge trend. And so I've heard it like every day for the past however long and just never looked into what but song guys, it was. Yeah. I liked it before it was popular, okay? Just yeah. let it be known. I liked it before it was on TikTok. Sure. I liked it before it was on Audi adverts, okay? Do, do we all know the trend that it was? Uh, I, I've, I've seen it on a few things. I've seen it on a video of a dog running really fast. Okay. I've seen it on a video of a, of a spa, which has got dramatic weather effects that looks quite cool. Okay. What have you seen? There's a specific trend, which is like, um, if I was uh, according to my partner. So like, it's, it's mostly sort of like, you know, like the beige influencer women who like, all, their houses are like entirely grey. Yeah. And they, 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 do, they do like makeup tutorials and, and stuff like that. They ask their boyfriends, like, okay, what if I was a colour? What yes, if I was I've a seen, season? I've seen one of these. And then it cuts to the, the montage of the things they and, say they do. And, and they rhythm, are clearly 
yeah. not said by the the husband. It's 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 in rhythm with the with with the Wood Kid song, uh, yeah. and then it kind of like comes up with what it is. Um, does, does that make sense, Steve? Um, yeah, it's not. I'm well, well to, just to illustrate it further, I have done one for Lucas, <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do that now. So this is uh, this is th- if if Lucas was well, hang on, well, I'll yeah. play I'll play I'll play the song. This this is kind of like how 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 it kind of goes. Okay, uh, you yeah, you'd get like a just like things. Lucas is according to Adam, and you go season summer. Yeah, okay, color. Navy blue. Uh, In text, though, they don't say it. Yeah, element, element, uh, water. I've lost it now. Vegetable. (laughs) Carrot. Uh, Disney princess. Jasmine. Uh, Time of day. Morning. Crystal. Amethyst. Um, Car. Lamborghini Aventador 784 Ultimate. Uh, Clothing item. Cardigan. City. LA. Plant. Flowering. Cactus. Piece of stationery. One of those staple removing thingies with the long teeth. Drink. Coffee. Yeah, there you go. That's sort of how you. I think if you were a city you would be LA we should talk about the song and not the TikToks (laughs) but the TikTok is my only conception of the song and that's that's not the song not for the only time in this uh in this episode (laughs) now yeah I was was surprised by it as well though you said to me Steve texted me today side text sorry I interrupted you you side text me today saying, "Oh, one of your songs is really surprising," and I was like, "Oh, it's, it must be Kill Switch, right?" Oh, yeah, no. bleep that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and he was like, "No, it's the other one." I was like, "In what universe is this surprising for a Lucas bait pick? This is fucking bread and butter, Lucas." Mm. Yeah, it does make I a agree. lot of sense. It is. It is. I tell you why it surprised me because you've been talking about Woodkid for so long. You've also talked about a different band. So I was expecting that the different band you were saying there's like a, a a band that makes you think of summer and those long summers and I was like oh I'm oh, expecting yeah like, do you know and I, and I put that with Woodkid and then I was like yeah, this does saying... not make me think of that well, so it's surprising because you thought it was a different band yeah <laughs> you're it surprised took me a while. that you made a mistake in your brain yeah that's correct because <laughs> yeah. that I'm saving that I'm saving that song for when we inevitably have one of the themes is nostalgia uh, okay. But, uh, um, yeah. This textbook, me, guys, it's fucking big and score. You could put this over m- so many film trailers and it would yep. fuck, right? Yeah, and if it's... there's one thing that really works on me, guys, it's film trailers. I think I prefer <laughs> film trailers to films. Yeah. Because I, <laughs> I was, I was sure. surprised to see that they used this in the trailer for Steven Spielberg's The Post. Oh, Which is not not really sort of the vibe. A very quiet. Uh, isn't that movie uh, Watergate adjacent? It's a very quiet movie about freedom of the press. But this is. But interestingly, in the interestingly, the way I discovered Woodkid was through a trailer. Oh, which so, one? A, another song of his called Iron. Mm. Um, was on the trailer, the first like release trailer with no gameplay footage, like a cinematic trailer for Assassin's Creed Revelations. In like, right. in like 2011 God, yeah. or something, 2012, that song fucks. And I was like, really good song. I'll listen to it. 
He had an EP out at that point, so I listened to the EP. It's only four tracks. Good EP. Solid. Good length. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Four tracks, ideal. And then the album followed, and I listened to it and and thought it was really, really great, because there's quite a lot of big... There's a lot of big... There are some more mellow songs. There's some piano-y songs, and he's got obviously quite an interesting accent. He's like a French French New Yorker, uh, which which is nice. But a lot of the songs are big. Okay. So largely all for me. Is and it just then, one guy? Is it? Is it? Is it? It's like... one guy who goes by the name Woodkid. I can't remember his real name. Don't ask me. Okay. Um, he's a, Daniel he's a, Woodkid. He's a. He's a. Um. He was a, originally a uh, music video director. Oh so right. Like, okay. Oh, you've probably seen some music videos directed by him, and then he just went and did music. And instead of being like, "Well, it's just going to be me and a laptop," he was like, "No, I need forty-five other musicians actually, <laughs> and then I'm going to tour, and I need every single one of them." And then he did tour. I saw him. Like one of my favorite live things I've ever seen was him. I've talked about it before. Oh, really? When he played this song, and then after the song finished, everyone kept doing the da na 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 na, and I don't know what that like woed it the string line. Oh, okay. And then the band kind of like brought it back in because of the crowd doing it. And then basically played it again. And he literally was crying, and it was very emotional. And he was like, "I needed that." because I've been having a hard time on this tour and that was really nice. And I was like, that's great. That's a good little moment. That's lovely. Uh, the thing that surprised me, because I did, this is one of the ones that I thought, oh, I like this enough that I'm going to just have a little nosy at what's, what's going on. Um, it, it, it does seem, it's about like deep stuff, Lucas. Oh, is it about some deep stuff? It's about a boy running in it, I reckon. It's about a boy running, but he's, he's gay. Um, uh, whatever his name is. <laughs> Wood, uh, the yeah, boy Wood, Woodkid Jones Daniel Woodkid yeah yeah um, <laughs> Woodkid Jones he, um, he, he, he's gay and, and this song seems his name to be is Yon Lemoyne Yo- oh, I cannot pronounce that probably Joanne right Joanne Lemoyne appears to be the, Lem- the, okay. uh, the pronunciation um, yeah there's all sorts of stuff in there about like breaking out from society and like growing out of the things that are chasing you in your adolescence there's the line there about one day you'll be a man but for now it's time to run so I think it's probably about like I think he said it's about homophobia, um, in in like his 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 young years, you know, and having to run away from that. But then, I mean, what I've taken from it is like the idea that like he kind of like once he's a fully grown man, he, he'll be able to come to terms with like who he is as a person. There's some nice stuff in there. Yeah, I didn't know any of that. It's quite repetitive, but it does. It's it builds fucks. very nicely. Fucks, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Strings, um, do you know what? Big. I'm not going to fully say it fucks. To oh, be honest, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. I, yeah, I know I am. Yeah, Lucas, no, I... do you think your two picks in this episode fuck? I think my two picks. Like, do are, you are, really are, like? These I ones? think my two picks are the two that uh, are most mm. Lucas bait. Personally, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to really play that one more time. Oh, I was going to say, uh, are we going to play yeah, it again? Yeah. Hey, I'd like to play that again. Oh, no, sorry. oh it's a shame. Uh, let's hear from Christina first before we hear from any of you fetid humans. 
here's what Christina says about her pick, uh, One More Time by Daft Punk. There's a strong argument that Daft Punk's One More Time might be the party banger. The French robot duo crafted an all-out classic with the track's brilliant sample of the horns of Eddie John's More Spell on You, a fist-pumping drum groove, hard-hitting bass, and Romanthony's ear-candy vocals. One More Time gets everybody in great spirits with its fantastic house groove, only to drop out into an auto-crooning, an ambient synth breakdown that gets you to stop and soak in the good time you're having with your friends before that feeling is cemented by the catharsis of the beat coming back in one more time, even harder than before. It's also one of the most universal of party tracks, working for the most all-out hype parties or just a relaxed get-together with some close friends. What more needs to be said that hasn't been said about one more time? Daft Punk created a fun, hypnotic, energetic, and feel-good, timeless classic, and it's the song's undeniable feel-good spirit that makes it an essential song for any party banger playlist. Hey, man, that got me so hyped. You should be a host of this podcast. Yeah, my, yeah I, think... I got, like, shivers when you started talking about the music <laughs> dropping out and you're just soaking in the moment. Uh, should we move on to the next track? Yeah, let's Ooh, go. Well, like... yeah, I mean, she literally said... You gave Steve, she, his, she gave Steve say, his standard shivers and now we'll move she on. She did say, what more can you say about this? But she asked us to talk about it on a podcast. Yeah, it's true, actually. It's not very nice, is it? I what mean, more can you say about this? I challenge thee. Mm. I, I, I also think you could put a whole litany of Daft Punk songs into yeah. this playlist for this theme, right? Uh, I'd have popped Get Lucky in there, I reckon. Uh, it's a different vibe, though. Get Lucky not quite as doesn't go quite as hard, does it? It is a DV. The the song is good. It's DV like, on different vibe. What what, what could be said about vomiting. one more time in, in general? Uh, I can't think of a single night at our uni flat that this wasn't played. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lucas, I always associate them with you. Yep. You're a dark probably, punk boy. Probably because I fucking love them. <laughs> of course. Yeah, <laughs> they're great. This album, Discovery, ten out of ten. Uh. Yes, if it weren't if it weren't for the song too long, yeah, I'd call it a perfect album. Oh, it's, so the album is kind of too long, too long. Mm. <laughs> and guess what? Too long. Last track on the album. So yeah, oh, get rid of great. it, and then you, all... got a, you got a <laughs> wait. I think they knew what they were doing. So back round to a ten out of ten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, no, yeah, I fucking love Dark Punk, especially this album. This album is is absolutely seminal. seminal. Oh, absolutely. Like, oh, mm. <laughs> incredibly influential, of course. Probably one of the most influential acts in dance music ever and probably just, like, flat-out responsible for the rise in popularity of electronic dance music from the mid-'90s onwards. S-tier. S-tier. Top of my notes, S-tier. But they have that indie crossover, which most of the artists we're going to talk about in these, in these episodes benefited from, which, you know... May or may not have been spurred on by uh, LCD Sound Systems' James Murphy, if you are to believe that he was indeed the first to play Daft Punk to the Rock Kids at CBGB's. You never know. Mm. Could have CBBs. been. Hey. They played this on CBGB's. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I know about Daft Punk. Masks. They're cool. They're cool, though. These episodes are going to be embarrassing for me, so here's some other things I know about Daft Punk. Okay, yeah. French? Uh, fr- Huh? Oh, <laughs> oui, oui. Um, I, I'm aware they're kind of very good at yeah sampling, picking tiny bits from an old jazz record or something and looping it with a bass line from a 70s funk album or something like that. From what I understand, their songs are very impressive for that. Um, and I, I think I, I, I think they're undeniably great. And I, I was going to, until Adam started saying, Wee! 
know. I was going to say, is there anyone who doesn't like Daft Punk? Well, I, I, Adam did say when we, uh, I can't remember when, but Adam said, we're going to talk about Daft Punk and me and Lucas have very different opinions on Daft Punk, which means I've been waiting for Adam to do his diss track of Daft Punk. It's it's not track. A track. He's got a five minute long diss uh, track. The whole thing about samples though, I mean, yeah, there's no denying, obviously this one's got, I mean, Adam's got a little video, he can play it in a minute, but uh, like, there's some of them. The song Face to Face on this album, I watched like a sample breakdown on YouTube and it is literally like such tiny slivers of one song and then another and another and you put it all together and you're like, how, where? what to what end you know mm, like yeah, yeah. that they're all like that's from one random song from the 1940s could just they, they, they didn't really need to start they could just with some drums but they've taken a little something and i know that they're not the only people that do it of course that boy not, slim is good for that too it's really just it's just it's just mad like i don't know where the process begins you know they listen to a song and go i really liked that half a second just then i'm gonna use it as the basis of one of the biggest dance songs ever that little down, down, down. Where do they, why that? Why that little snippet, you know? Well, it's just them kind of fucking around till they hit on something good, right? I guess, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, it's, it's akin to DJ work. It's very impressive. It is, it is very impressive. Although I will say it's slightly more impressive on some songs than it is on others, uh, is what I would say. But I think PG. that goes, well, I think that goes back to uh my initial impressions of daft punk when i wasn't so like i'm gonna sound like a real twat Mm -hmm. when i wasn't so musically literate oh you sound like a real twat. oh you sound like wow i mean look big twat energy you're gonna say like oh who doesn't like daft punk i don't dislike daft punk nobody dislikes daft punk Mm. they're incredible a lot of that is just how fucking catchy and upbeat and inventive that their music can be obviously uh, so many bangers. Also, they're public persona because from the second album onwards, they're robots. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Also, cool, they're robots. There's, def- yeah. there's been reports about them doing gigs. It's not them. No, it's someone else. <laughs> and, and they didn't play. They didn't play the media game that you're supposed to. They didn't do interviews. They, it lent to this sort of like mystique and intrigue. They made an avant-garde science fiction movie. You know, it's it's, it's yeah. All, and the music videos have got like narrative and stuff. It's great. Yeah, it's but all of that great. only works if your music is ahead of the game and captures people's imaginations. And I go back and forth on Daft Punk. Because they were definitely ahead of their game in some ways, but behind it in others. Because European dance acts had been issuing what were called edits for a very, very long time before Daft Punk. And that's what they were called. They were called edits. But Daft Punk were the first ones to go, this is a new song, actually. Right, interesting. Even if the constituent parts of it had not been drastically changed. And in some cases they were, but in some cases... They were not. Uh, the illustration for this song, uh, we have a breakdown of it and we also have the original song. So one more time, it's a sample of More Spell on You by Eddie Johns. I'm going to play that original track very briefly. They pull for a lot of disco, don't they? A lot of time. It's all disco, yeah. And you can't, it's not there yet. It's not there yet. You'll know when it's there. Wait, don't don't stop before the bit though. I mean this song alone is a great time. Right, well this is kind of part <laughs> of my point as well. I got a 
So you can kind of hear. Can, can you hear that, Steve? You can hear where the sample is. Yeah. And they, they just hold on that one bit, mm. and then they change to a different section of the horn. And they slightly stretch. They slightly lengthen it. Like they'd keep it. A, you know, I believe it. I believe it's pitched up as well. Yeah. Let's have a little listen to the breakdown. Let's see if this works in in like audio. It's, it is a visual thing because it shows the waveforms and chopping them up and stuff. But this is yeah. track lip sample breakdown. Very visual, Lucas. <laughs> Real visual. So th- th- these are the bits. That they took that and that and that. Stretch it. Yeah, they slowed it down slightly. That's the same bit being played again and again. Then the first bit, second bit, first bit, second bit, second bit, second bit, first bit. Third bit, third bit, third bit, third bit, third bit, third bit, third bit. This is definitely one, uh, when you see the breakdown uh, and you hear the original song, that actually isn't enormously far away from the original. You can hear one more time in the song. Yeah, time. I mean... Whereas there's, there's some other ones like Face to Face that I described earlier that you would never in a million years know that it's seven different songs by seven different artists chopped up into a million different bits. Yes. You, just could, you couldn't put that together. And that's like, the stuff I find very impressive. And I'd say yeah. that, I'd actually say that the, the treatment of More Spell on You by Eddie Johns there is substantially different. Taking just the, the horn part and rearranging it, putting drums on it, adding a new vocal. And when I first encountered Daft Punk, I really responded to their arrangements their melodies, you know, the ability to write a perfect couple of bars and then have them repeat and me never get bored of them. But that's because I didn't, I didn't really understand what sampling was, I think. Um, and, and, and bear with me, because I want to illustrate something here, and I'm going to illustrate it a number of times, okay? Here is Robot Rock by oh, Daft yes. Punk. Also one of the most repetitive songs known to man. Oh, absolutely. And a song I will never be bored of ever no, in my life. Because it's <laughs> that bit is the bit they've got is great. Creme de creme. You know this song, Steve? No. Wait. You do. You do know this song. You do, you do though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And this is it for four minutes, broadly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 there is. Uh, And I'll never be bored of it. Here's Release the Beast by Breakwater. Now, this one is straight up. That's straight up pull. It's the same. (laughs) The main hook is just a pull. So... (laughs) That's like me hearing hearing a cool riff in a Muse song and then just going... I like that cool I'm riff. Gonna do that. I'm going to just, yeah. just repeat that. Just copy paste. Four minutes. <laughs> but not even performing. I mean, I mean, I mean not that, even is what, performing. that is what people do when they do Muse, uh, when they do Muse like <laughs> remixes. They take the main riff and put some bollocks around it, don't yeah. they? But don't, not, have you heard the new one? Did you get the new one? Compliance remix. No, I haven't. I heard it's seven minutes long, though. It's not good. So, what they've done there is they've cut out one bit, they've EQ'd it. So, it sounds a bit beefier, you know, but they haven't added anything to it. And uh, had someone say robot rock over it, which is what happens later on in the rock, song. Rock, robot, rock. And that is somewhat less inventive than you would expect Daft Punk to be. It is, isn't it? <laughs> and it's in, it is interesting that they're, they're, there is quite a distinct overlap of a lot of the, their biggest, most popular songs are the ones that most wholesale 
take whole bits. My guys, listen to this. I don't even need to play the Daft Punk song for you. Last night I had a dream about you. Yeah, so they've taken like just the first sort of 10 seconds of that song and EQ'd it and repeated it. That's I Love You More by George Duke. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, whereas the example I keep giving of one that's mad chop-ups, which is face-to-face, definitely one of Daft Punk's lesser known, you know, it's certainly not a big, right. yeah. big, everyone knows it songs like all these ones are. It's more of a, it's on the album, people who know Daft Punk would love that song, but it's not being played at the clubs. You know? Right. It, it's, so it's interesting that all of their biggest songs are other people's songs. Get Lucky is the same. <laughs> the, the main guitar riff is pulled straight from something, I believe. And it's, it's mad that it's just an EQ trick. I, fair play to them. They put uh, new vocals on, on their version of, of, of I Love You More by George Duke. And I know it's just sampling. And sampling is nothing new. And some people sample lazily. And I would honestly include Daft Punk sometimes in the people that, that sample lazily. Which, which is maybe heresy, but I also find that there's a hypocrisy in the discussions around this. I remember, back in the day, guys, way back in the day, I remember when Stronger by Kanye West came out, right? Mm. And there was a which sentiment... Which samples Daft Punk, right? Yes. Is that the one that takes Daft Punk? Yeah. There was a sentiment amongst people I knew that was like, well, all he's done is copy Daft Punk's song. <laughs> yeah. And now I, I and put know... put his own vocals over it, and that's yeah. what Daft Punk did. <laughs> And I, I know that that sentiment is wrapped up in other things, but if we take it at face value, we're going to play some Kanye, okay? And remember, he's okay to play now, thanks to Jonah Hill mm-hmm. in Thank 21 God Jump Street. for 21 <laughs> Jump Street. Let's get lost tonight. You could be my black Kate Moss tonight. Play secretary on the ball tonight. And you don't give a fuck what they- oh, Kanye West is such a good musician. He's <laughs> <isn't> he? <laughs> so such so a good. fucking annoyance. He's but, such right, a I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> he, he completely cuts up and reorders parts of the Daft Punk song Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger. He adds synths. He adds, he adds new drums. He raps over it. Here is a bit of the uh, original. <laughs> Okay, there we go. That's the that's the Daft Punk version. I would say that that is actually substantially different, the Kanye version to the. I mean, you weren't playing the bit with the harder, better, faster, stronger, which is the bit that he samples. I wasn't, but he cuts it up and he moves it around, wasn't he? And also, remember, Lucas, that I will edit in the correct bit when I edit this. No, 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 no. You can't now, because I've said that now. (laughs) Or you can keep it in and make me look like a twat. (laughs) I can do both. I can do that one, that one, that one. Um, I would say that's substantially different. Here's the song that Daft Punk sampled. It's called Cola Bottle Baby by Edwin Birdsong. (laughs) 
They've taken something wholesale, EQ'd it, and I think the Kanye track is more substantially different from its original than that original is from its own original. And obviously we're not talking about Kanye West, but that's indicative of the attitude towards Daft Punk and a testament to the idea that unless you are musically literate and have an idea of what samples are and where they come from, you just take on face value that that is an original Daft Punk composition. And I had that interpretation to it too. And some of the shine was taken off of Daft Punk when I realised how much of the arrangement, the composition, the melody, is just on those original records rather than something that Daft Punk actually wrote and did. And that is down to their very canny idea to present them as new songs rather than say, this is an edit or a remix. Because some honestly just amount to a remix or an edit. And also, my own personal opinion, and this is maybe way out there, my own personal opinion is that in almost every instance, for me, all they did was make the songs they use slightly worse. Like, <laughs> oh, so that, no, that is where we disagree. <laughs> okay, I, I prefer Release the Beast to Robot Rock, and I prefer More Spell on You to One More Time. And my final clip, my final illustration, is what I think is the best illustration of what I'd like to, to start calling a Daft Punk butchering. Can we, can, we, can we start calling it that? Is that all right? Sure. This no, because is... I like it. <laughs> this is Superheroes by Daft Punk. Oh, such a good song, though. It's such a good song, though, Adam. Come on. The original song, though, Lucas, I know you, I know you love that one. The original song that that samples from, I think, is actually a bit of you, and I think is so much better. Who's been sleeping in my bed? By Steve Barry Manilow. Oh. Wait till you hear where the sample is, because it's so short. <laughs> That's it. That's the whole sample there. No Just the surface in that. If you asked me whether we'd be talking about Barry Manilow tonight, I would have thought you were high. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? It's a good song, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's a good song, isn't it? I'm in. <laughs> I, I, I nearly put that on the list until because I've played that in DJ sets as well. But um, I nearly put that on the list until I realised that we were gonna. I, I was maybe gonna get to do my whole Daft Punk thing because I like doing my whole Daft but, Punk thing. But you say about this that's the most. But that is probably one of the examples of it being less of a because all they've, he's taken such a small sliver there. I, I, I don't think that that is like not transformative. I think it is transformative, but I, it's one of my examples of a butchering because it's, I, I just love that original song. And I didn't expect to be, uh, you know, love uh, Barry Manilow. Having said that, I only know about that Barry Manilow song because of the Daft Punk song. Which is, yeah. So 
I, th- I think Superheroes is my favourite song on that album. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't dislike Daft Punk. I just don't suck them off the way I suck them off. seem to. I'll yeah, suck yeah, them yeah, yeah. And I suck yeah. off. What do you think of One More Time? Yeah, good, actually. Yeah, oh, wait, okay, because okay, that's uh, what we're... Yeah, I think it's really good. There is a there, there 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 is a part that pisses me off, and I can't get past it. And you know which bit which bit it is, surely. It's the it's uh, the middle bit. You just got me feeling so free. Ah, yeah, oh, yeah that's got great. Tonight, so gonna celebrate. It's good. It's good. No, yeah. it's good actually. Ah. It's not. It's not James Hetfield. Oh, it basically, <laughs> basically is. Yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, we says, haven't talked ah. about this, but I guess in terms of theme. Absolutely nailed. Yeah, no, but bang party on. Great. Put this at a party. Everyone's going to have a great time. Yeah. Absolutely. But I tell you what, if you are DJing at a party or, you, or you're past the orcs chord at a party and you want to be really cool, cue up one of the songs that they've sampled instead, I reckon. That's really or, cool. Or if someone plays Daft Punk, I want you to put up your hand and go, um, I can take the actually, plug out. Actually, you'll find it's actually a Barry <laughs> I like Manilow. Da- I like the Barry Manilow original <laughs> more, actually. That's not actually a cool thing to say at a party. Don't do that. Don't start talking uh, about Barry Manilow at the next party you're at. Adam, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned that uh, Eddie Johns was uncredited in the liner notes. And uh, crucially, who, not paid. Yeah, not paid. <laughs> uh, destitute for decades, did not receive royalties for the sample. Blah, uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That's not cool, is it? To, to use a sample so, uh, you know, which is basically your whole song as a sample and then not pay the guy who wrote uh, the original piece of music. Yeah. Not so cool. Bang but at though, the same time, I, I'm not sure if robots actually have currency. Mm. So, mm. so that's from our Patreon. Go and check out the Patreon if you like the sound of what we were talking about. But aside from all that lovely music discussion and serious work, we do also have some fun when I allow it. When I allow us to have fun, we yeah. have fun. Yeah. And that is usually around... When the around... green light goes on behind yeah. Adam, basically. But that only comes on at Christmas. Uh, yeah. A big, big portion of the clips that were pulled and voted on I think you gave me like four and a half hour, whole uh, four and a half hours of stuff to sift through, Steve, yeah. and over an hour of it was just playing games from the Christmas episodes. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm just gonna put in just a short clip of one of the games that uh, we thought was particularly funny. This is us okay. fucking around at Christmas. So what I've done here. Um, is I've taken a clip of a Manic Street Preacher's song and I've censored some of the words, okay? <laughs> and you have to tell me what words I've censored. <clears throat> okay. Well, I'm fucked. Okay. Um, I, they're not as hard as you think. Uh, so, uh, Steve, would you like set a... Or, uh, no, sorry. Uh, I'm going to flip a coin to see who goes first on this oh, one. Okay. Steve, you can call it this time. Okay. Go on. Uh, heads. It's tails. So, Lucas, you'll be going first. Set A or set B? Set A again. Okay, set A again. All right, listen closely to this one. All right, here we go. You you can wait till the end of the clip. Oh, wait, it's it's done. (laughs) Nobody loves you. (laughs) Yes, that's correct. Uh, that's great. Well done. It's <laughs> uh, also <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, oh, man. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, oh. Lucas, uh, here is here is your here is your next one. <laughs> oh, 
So hold me. So hold me. Hold me like I'm lost in your heaven. There you go. Yes, correct. Please wait for the clips to finish. These took me so long. Oh, I can't. Okay, okay right. I'm going to give them the respect they deserve, as they say. Okay. Okay. So, Steve, uh, these okay. are these are yours. Two for Wait, you. Wait, only as had well. two. Yeah, just two. These took a surprisingly long time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> here we here we go. I don't know this song. It's quite no, a nice song. Steve, you got it. I live to fall asleep. That's right, Steve. Yeah, that's right. It is, is that like a B side or something? I quite oh like that. <laughs> I'm crying. Okay, Steve, last one. I really sorry. <laughs> this one is definitely the most difficult. Okay, okay here, here we go. Ready? Already know what's coming. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got, Steve? <laughs> I'm about to hear it. Do you, you want to hear it again? Uh, let's hear it. Let's hear it one more time. Okay. <laughs> For sale, dumb cunt, same questions, virgins, listen, all virgins are liars, honey, and I don't know what. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to give you that because that's so much more lyrics than I asked anybody else for. Yeah, the only word that wasn't bleeped there was cunts. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> Those Christmas episodes are fun. Uh, it's absolutely insane that some people like uh, Lucas, your partner, uh, Hannah. She has a was, name, but don't worry about it. I just said her name was uh, talking about how that's, that's the episode she shows people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, A, a I, I, I find it mildly mortifying that she actively will be... Is will promoting show, the will podcast. Will go, yeah. go Can you, do you want to listen to my husband's podcast? And that when she does, she'll go, cool, I'm going to put on... Their first Christmas special. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Which is all just, just, just self-referential bits, <laughs> games, and presents. And hey, man, which is nice. It's what the people want, you know. And who are yeah. we to deny them? Um, I think what people also ultimately want from this podcast is an eventual answer to the question: What is music? It's something that we've asked every single one of our guests that has come on the show, um, and so we're going to let them answer the question here is all of our guests responding to the question what is music you're going to hear lucas you're going to hear steve you're going to hear me answer the question then you're going to hear neil collins and then emily oakhill stephen lee nash uh hales and rooney greg haver michael sheen terry hall dave erringer the anchoress fry patrick jones Andrew Trendle, Mark Beaumont, at Take Uno Bow, Mark Burrows, Paul Q. Caldery, Kathy St. Luce, Will Fraser, Ed Budden, 
Joe Edelman, Brad Osborne, and of course, Emily and Amelia. Uh, here is all of them answering the question, what is music? Lucas, what is music? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Come on. We don't want dead air, so... It's a collection of notes, one after another, that form a pleasing sound. You can't see, I'm actually crying a bit. That is, that's interesting, though, because that is... Very literal. A very technical, borderline autistic answer. I am a computer programmer, it is worth pointing out. Yeah. I am not a creative person. He's a robot man. Steve, what is music <laughs> to you? To me? Mm-hmm. How does one answer that? <laughs> It's a simple question, Steve. Yeah, sorry, yeah. What is music? Oh my God, everyone's looking at me. Music is an artistic expression of one's soul. Oh, that's a lovely answer. That's actually deep. Yeah, that is deep. Do you like that? Shall I go? Yeah, go on. I think it's a form of communication that uh, reaches beyond what you can just say. Oh my God. That's also lovely. I I think it's a way of communicating with other humans now on let, a much more base level than conversation. Now, let's think about our answers, mine and you, Adam. Yeah. And then remember what Lucas said. And let's said. compare them Can I go Lucas? again? the robotman. <laughs> Can I Lucas go again? Lucas robotman. No. And uh, Neil, uh, what is music? <laughs> Jeez. Uh... You're, a t- you're an awful host and an awful man. Oh my god! For those, no who, those listening, you can, Adam's just giggling to himself. <laughs> so this is, I've got to come up with a definition of music. What is what is music? To be fair, he did ask both of us this question. Did, did you I'm guys struggle? Ask it. Everybody uh, who comes yeah. on the podcast will get this question. Uh, yeah, my answer was very very uh, literal. I think music in its truest form. Obviously, it's never going to do it, but it's, it should be something that transcends you to a different place to where you are. Um, through its melody and um, my god there's so many different types of music though you know that can transcend you into that journey I'm getting a bit that's a, no, that's really given a, that's I don't want to say anything hammy um, music has, has just been so important throughout my entire life it's shaped my whole life mm. it's 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 a lot more than a few notes strung together it, it's 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 stories it's emotions it's expression it's art it's it helps form bonds with people it helps it 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 can make it can lift you up it can talk to you it can understand you for me uh these days anyway um music is kind of like an emotional palate cleanser almost i can i can listen to music to uh change my mood i can listen to music to reaffirm my mood Mm -hmm. um that's kind of what music is for me these days i think it's changed i think when i was uh, younger maybe when even like no your enemy came out it was more of an obsession what is music (laughs) (laughs) jeez uh uh, well i think to quote yoda it's what binds us and surrounds us Oh, uh, oh, that's so okay. good. That's the best answer we've but, had. Yeah. But, like, I think the obsession with music, like, at least for me, like, I can trace kind of it, it back to, like, two artists I was super obsessed with growing up were Billy Joel and the Mars Volta, which are, like, two completely opposite artists. But, like, I was on, yeah, like, absolutely. 
early internet days, like on fan forums and stuff like that, and engaging in uh, mu- the communities around both of those artists. Um, and then, yeah, that I, I wasn't really into any sort of music fandom until Idols came along, and they have this whole wonderful Afghan community and everything. So, and yeah, I had yeah, no yeah. Uh, chance. My family is very musically oriented, and like my grandfather was a music producer once upon a time, and like they got me nerdily into musical theater at like age three. <laughs> so, like, okay. I had no chance. Music oh, was important. I listen to a lot of music-based podcasts, and everyone talks about producers and engineers and stuff. Um, so I want to get like I want to start at the real basics actually let's start even more basic than that greg what is music ah the old what is music question i've heard this one before um I, if, I, if, if i was to be a smart ass i'd probably just say life oh Ooh. Ooh. yes <laughs> why do they get better every time you know, I'm gonna, to be fair to you I've, i you ask that question to people all the time and it's like should I come up with a real smart-ass answer or should I be really philosophical about it? But, um, yeah, I mean, for me, I guess it is. That would be the one-word answer because that's that's all I've done for my whole, well, since I was 15 years old. So it's been various paths through free music as a musician, as a producer, engineer, you know, I have record labels. I've sort of been at all aspects of the industry. So, yeah, I guess I guess for me that's, that would be that would be it, really. It is the answer that our heart yearns for and can barely understand when it comes, but it soothes the monster within us. Oh, that's, that's obviously that's the, the best answer we've had so far. <laughs> Terry, uh, what is music? Oh, God. <laughs> we'll wait. Um, yeah, we've got time. Well, that's a real shit start question. <laughs> I, it, it's hard to analyse what music is because it's so stitched into my life since since I was 18 and I worked in a record company. So it's always mm. been my social life, my my miserable life, my quiet <laughs> life. It, it, it's, it, it goes along with everything, with every mood, with every success, with every failure. M- music has been a part of it a part of it and and what is music dave <laughs> <laughs> well it's, it's life isn't it it's, it's it's art and love and culture and politics and fashion and beauty and ugly and it's all of it it's everything I knew you were going to ask me this because I had a ah. sneaky little listen today <laughs> to your episode with Dave Erringer. And um, mm. so I'm going to try not to think about it too much. What is music? Well, t- to me, it is um, something that I'm obsessed by. Um, something that manipulates my emotions. It's like a drug. Um, I think it's something that elevates us all above the mundanity of the pointlessness of existence fry what is music um sound that you hear in your ears yes! you asking me what such, i get out of music a good answer. It's like... okay well yeah i just uh, i don't know music is pretty much everything isn't it like if you're into it then it's just what dictates your mood and are you saying that it's like it becomes 
are you, are you saying it's everything in the way that you sort of become obsessed with it? Or are you saying that music can be anything? No, I'm saying that for me personally, I've been into music from quite a young age. Um, I, I need it every day. I need some form of music. Um, particularly more recent years, I've got quite bad tinnitus now. Yeah, so, like, say, yeah. f- physically, I need to like I, it's almost a go-to in the morning. Get some music on, drown out that horrible like ringing sound. But I, it, despite of that, music's just such an important thing. <laughs> what is music? <laughs> oh, okay. That could be a whole uh, podcast. Um, well, we've yeah. got time. We've got time. <laughs> it's yeah where you start with that you know i would start perhaps you know my own and perhaps you know you, your journeys with music starts with perhaps where your parents play in my era it was a huge radiogram which was about eight foot long <laughs> with a radio <laughs> gram obviously and then a gramophone um listening to boney m and abba <laughs> demos russos really you know wow my real, like, radical music. stuff yeah 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 yes exactly you know sort of thing um as the news editor of the enemy music is obviously a huge part of your life andrew i'm assuming it goes way back with you you said you were reading kerrang at the age of uh 11 or 12 but what is music what is music um music is the thing that fills the silence <laughs> Oh, oh uh, that's uh, that's a slightly dark. I didn't mean that sense that stops, dark. Stops the, the dark thoughts coming <laughs> in. <laughs> out voices. It keeps keeps the wolves at bay. <laughs> no, I mean it, it's the it's the only art form where you can get an immediate reaction out of it. Everything else you kind of need to consider for a second. But with music, you know how you feel straight away. Um, I think it's oh, the most universal of all art forms as well. Um, it's just the best thing there is in life. Mark, I have a very important question just to sort of uh, kick things off um, uh, as, as succinctly as possible, I suppose. What is music? <laughs> what is music? <laughs> music is uh, vibrations in the air in a, which hit your ear in a, in a rhythmic way. And, and, uh, and Lucas is going to love that answer. One sounds in your, in your head, which, which are then translated into sound. And, uh, and, uh, and some of them are good and some of them are not so good. I've got so much time, got so much time for that answer. Um, <laughs> what, well, what isn't music? Is is that a good? Yes, is that a good indeed. rebuttal? Yeah. Um, yeah. Is everything? Politician. Everything could be music if you put your mind to it. Maybe. Mm. Well, as a, speaking as an award-winning an award-winning writer. <laughs> uh, I believe it's a podcast, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> Oh, it's um. I mean, it's the the name of, of a mid two thousands kind of progressive indie band. Um, is there a band that's just called Music? The Music. You must oh, remember that's, the Music. That's great. Music is what happens when you put your thoughts to a beat. What is music? A very wide open question. Um, well. I'd say technically it's, you know, um, sounds made by people in a, you know, organized in rhythm and with some rhythmic sort of basis. And then there's a harmonic, you know, um, depending on, you know, you, the, the earliest music would have just been people singing and chanting and drumming, you know. And uh, as we develop musical instruments that produce tones, 
you know, it's, it's a means of human expression, just like visual art and uh, dance. And, you know, it's, it's one of the arts. Kathy, what is music? To me, it's um, something that's in your your nerve endings, and you can't really do anything about it. It's, it's kind of probably got the same effect on you as sort of teenage love, but you just don't grow out of it. Adam, I've just realised something. You haven't asked me what music is. Oh, such a better host than you. I'm so sorry, Will. Because mm, I have a good well, answer as well. I'm so sorry. And usually I would do it at the top of the show. And do you know what? I've got it written down at the top of my notes. But you thought uh, it was just the name of the podcast. So you just skipped I did. I thought it, it was yeah. just the title of, yeah. my, of my log. I'm so sorry. Well, what is music? Music is sound harnessed by human beings delivered with generosity and emotion. It's the best way that we know to hack into the human consciousness and conjure up any emotion instantly. How it works is a complete oh. mystery, but I'm sure it's something to do with being the most primeval method of social connection that humanity has. It goes back to caveman times, people sitting around drumming, um, you know, any kind of groove. It's like the most basic human connectivity that we can muster. And it's like a hack. It's like a hack for the emotional system of the brain. So, Ed, what is music? I, um, well, in a word, keep buying, keep buying time. Yeah. (laughs) In a word, he said, in a word, in a word, which is a, which is a complete cop out, but it is, it's everything. It is everything. I said that. You said that. I said the same thing, man. Same. Literally. No, is it? No, I'm not saying I said that. You have to say something else. (laughs) We've had that one. No, no, I, I said the same thing, man. I totally agree with that. It's. I mean, like, especially moving out here and not knowing anyone, the way I've met, like, the close friends I have out here is through music. It's through playing music or attending music events. Um, For me, it's been uh, a passion, a vocation. I studied it at university. There's so many different angles you can attack music from. Um, But I think everyone kind of feels pretty similar that, like, it's just ever-present. It's everywhere. It's there when you need it. It's kind of there when you don't even want it. Um, someone playing some shit. It's playing Dave out of their phone on a bus. <laughs> um, it's it's just it's it, it's an essential part of the human existence. I think music is a huge part of your life. So, firstly, Joe, what is music? What is music? Well, oh, that that yes, is please. a that's a big question with a lot of answers. Um, what is music uh, to me is it's a way of relating my experiences to the to the world and and to others um, and specifically um, vis-a-vis Radiohead who are my favorite artists I think they do a tremendous job of doing that of finding both you know the beauty and um, sometimes the pain but also uh, the beauty and the pain of everyday life and so um, I like music as a way of translating between those two realms between emotion and kind of action brad what is music wow not (laughs) expecting that question um so my uh most annoying answer is that it is frequency and amplitude over time god that's a really annoying answer brad (laughs) (laughs) but you know what that opens up uh such a, a huge range of things that people would not ordinarily consider music right like human speech then becomes music um 
basically every sound becomes music. But um, now here's well, here's something interesting that I think we're going to kind of return to over, over the course of this of this little conversation is that that is a very um, sort of technical answer to it, right? And you're right, like that encompasses kind of a lot, and that is kind of a very academic answer to it. Is that how you kind of respond to music in that very strict, strictly sort of academic way? Or like you must be kind of, everybody's first experience of music is primarily emotional, right? Right. No, and, and my definition there was just taking the piss. I um, <laughs> actually, uh, my, my, my working definition of music that I think of is more human. And it's uh, music is anything that someone considers to be music. Uh, I have also asked my daughters, Emily and Amelia, who are eight-year-old twins, what is music? And I thought you might be interested in hearing their answer. Uh, I still think it's better than Lucas's notes in a row, and I've heard it, and I think it's better than anything any of us have uh, ever said. Yeah, okay. Uh, so do you want to do you want <laughs> to hear um, uh, Emily and Amelia? Oh, please, uh, Amelia's answer to the question: yes. What is music? Yes. Time in a pattern. So music is sound over time in a pattern. Yes. What is music? Music is where it has a beat and it goes in a time warp. Music is when it has a beat and it goes time in time warp. warp. What was there was also very eerie sounds in the background there. Yeah, I'm not so really sure. What are we creepy to, music? Are we to assume Mark? that their favourite song is <laughs> the time warp? Maybe, but that was the cutest thing I've ever heard. That's amazing. I love that. Uh, that's the, the, that last one is the the best answer we've had, and as far as far as I'm concerned, as close as we've had so far to a definitive answer. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. If we had to stop the podcast tomorrow on foreseen circumstances, or fingers wherever, crossed, eh? Yeah, we. I think, and someone said, "Well, let's at least just like put out our final." findings mm. from this endeavor i think we just play that clip again yeah yeah i reckon so we'd have to bulk it out to an hour though so should we just play it again and again and again and again yeah yeah, yeah well yeah. or we just play that and michael sheen's answer on a loop okay fair. cool fair um, both are pretty good i think that brings us to the end of this episode it's been nice uh looking back i also like looking forward and next week we start season five I wonder if people have kind of figured out what it is. We did say, obviously, that if the results of our Who Is Music bracket system was an all-male white rock band from the 90s, uh, we would do something a little bit different in between. The finalists, without saying who won, were R.E.M. and Nirvana, who are all-male white rock bands of the 90s. So we're going to be doing something a little bit different next week. Come and join us to see what it is. But for now, that brings us to the end of another episode. Come and let us know who you think it might be. Come and let us know your highlights of this podcast. Come and let us know the lowlights of the podcast. Why not? We can take it. Actually, please don't. I can't take yeah, please, it. I Find can't. us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at What Is Music Pod, TikTok at What Is Music. And if you'd like to send in something a little bit longer and have us read it out on the show, you can email us whatismusicpod at gmail.com. And if you liked what you heard here and you liked the clips that you heard from our Patreon, head on over to the Patreon. We're doing free trials at the moment. You can get the first seven days free so you can hear what 
you are buying. There's loads of extra podcast shows, one where we revisit Manic Street Preachers, one where we explore all different kinds of artists, genres, and eras to make theme playlists. There's bonus commentary, there's music discussion episodes, there's ad-free episodes of this show. There's a really great Discord community who helped us put these episodes together. You can head to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in the show notes for up to two podcast episodes every single week. There are also <laughs> other ways that you can support us if you'd like to. Buy some of our merchandise over at whatismusicpod.redbubble.com. Or send us a little one-off donation over on coffee.com, ko-fi.com slash whatismusic. Thank you very much to everybody who donates over there. Um, the best way to support us, however, is still just doing what you're doing right now, which is listening to us. Uh, you can rate the show, subscribe to the show, share it with your friends, all the stuff that podcasts ask you to do. That about does it. Thanks again for listening. Uh, we will see you next week for season five of the What Is Music podcast. Bye. Bye then. Wait, next season is about...